Welcome, my friends. Welcome. It's that time of the week, the time you have anxiously been awaiting. And I know you have. It's the time for the culinariest and the cleverest, the most riveting and obviously the most entertaining. It is the tastiest and the most demystifyingest cooking show in the world outside of Atlanta. Chef of the Fat Man, the Blue Collar Chefs. This weekend, our mobile kitchens finds us at our permanent headquarters when we're not on the road. Very, could you, one more time? A little, you know, more. Don't Never mind. Whisk you. All right. Anyway, we are at Le Cordon Green, the big green egg culinary center in beautiful, is it Doraville? Yes. Well, it's Atlanta, Doraville. Uh, yeah, Atlanta, Doraville. For those of you who do not live in Atlanta, it is. Uh, come on it, down, join the traffic. Yeah, come down around <laughs> 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We'd love to have you. Anyway, my friends, we welcome you. This is going to be a fun, entertaining show as we have for you today. And, of course, we could not do it without our incredible sponsors. Uh, start off with the Big Green Egg, the, the ultimate, ultimate cooking, cooking experience. experience. That's right, my friends. If you aren't cooking on a Big Green Egg, you're huh, just, you're just eating meat. meat. That's, that's all you're doing. Okay, and by Real Sweet Onions by Schumann Produce, they are the leaders in Vidalia, and that's how you say it, Vidalia. Can we all say it together? Vidalia. Vidalia. Now, heathens from up north, Uh, out west, east, northeast. We got a yank in the house. Yeah, Vidalia. Yeah, New Yorkers, Vidalia. No, it's Vidalia. If you say Vidalia down here, they'll say, hey. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, real sweet by Schumann Produce literally are the sweetest onions on earth. There is another company out there which actually makes their logos and their colors look very similar to real sweet. But it's not. But if it does not say real sweet on the bag or the tag, it, it ain't. ain't. There we go. Everybody's well versed today. Very good. Very good. Now. This is um, a very special moment on Chef and the Fat Man. We had a tremendous honor to be nominated uh, for a show by the James Beard Foundation, which was huge for us. But we have never had a chef who has really reached the height of heights in chefdom. I don't know if that's chefdom a word. It is now. In chefdom. But... We have, in our presence, we are proud of the accomplishment of our beloved Chef Amanda. She has now been not only nominated, but accepted on the first ballot of La Dame de Scoffier, the highest of high. And I think we all should give her a... Thanks, guys. Hey, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna start running from the nose, just don't get it in the food. Just go backstage uh, and blow your nose. Anyway. A little, a little overwhelmed this week has been full of uh, But I mean it's it's been surprise. awesome. It has been awesome. Thank you. Thank it you really is. It, we couldn't be prouder of her. I mean, for us now we've attained the two highest goals we can get. Have a chef that's uh, I call it Ladame because I'm from up north, that's what we do. I'm a Dom. Yeah, she's a Dom. She's a Dom good chef is what I'm thinking. <laughs> But um, it's quite a, quite an honor for her. It's quite an honor for the Big Green Egg. 
the ultimate cooking experience. experience. Now, remember, my friends, every time you hear me mention the word Big Green Egg, you must add the tagline, it drives our audience insane. <laughs> and that's what we're here to do. But, Chef Amanda, congratulations. Thank you. It's, uh, it's really an amazing honor, and, and it is extraordinarily tough to get. It is. You had to go through quite a process. But yes. when I heard that you had been nominated, I'm like, piece of cake. <laughs> but it's it's been it's been awesome. So, what have you been doing? I mean, we we've had our we had our vacation break. We're getting ready for another vacation break. Yeah. We're taking the Fourth of July, which we're going to take care of on the show. What have you? What ex- exciting things has been happening? Taste of Atlanta. We okay. Well, Not Taste of Atlanta. Atlanta food and wine. So yeah. we went down to Atlanta food and wine. And did four hot, hot days. They call it Hot Lanter for a reason. Four hot days. Um, and we did something different every day. So night number one, um, we did pimento cheese and pulled pork quesadillas, which we've done on the show. Yes. Day Very number tasty. two, we did a crawfish boil potato salad. <laughs> we did, you, you could have – I actually called you. <laughs> But I think she was down there kissing wolves. Yeah. Oh, we did a crawfish boiled potato salad. So what we did was we took everything that you make in a crawfish boil, and then we made it into a potato salad. And then we – so we put some tail meat in that potato salad. I would hope so. But then we also – I had a 1,000 crawfish brought in, and we we cleaned them, and we cooked them, we boiled them, and then we put them on the 2XL at the festival, and everybody got a crawfish along with it and a big old piece of andouille sausage. Pretty tasty. Dear, you were down there kissing wolves. Yes. And she day, really was. She was day number three, wolves. we did another thing that we did on The Chef and the Fat Man. We did the Duca Spiced Chicken. Do you remember? We, we did that. We did a Duca Spiced Chicken Wing. And that's the yes. Egyptian spice. Duca. Duca. Um, and it was, so that, we've been busy doing that. Um, we've had some people. Great classes. We have had an amazing, we did a class called The Butcher and Brew. And um, it was a class where we butchered a hog, we did some chicken, we did some fish, and with each time that we were, while we were butchering the hog, we served the pork course. And while we were doing the chicken, we would do the chicken course, and so on and so on. And then we had a local brewery called From the Earth, and he came with a bunch of crowlers, and we, he did different beer tastings with each, <laughs> with each, um, with each course. So it was super cool, amazing. And uh, we just, you know, we keep going on and on. We got people coming in all the time. We got classes coming up. We are going to do a class in um, at the end of July called Wagyu 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 One Hundred One. And Wagyu 101, yes, huh? we're bringing Well, good in luck affording that class. We're going to bring an, an expert, and we're going to do the American, because I can't afford the Oh, yeah, Japanese. I was going to say the Japanese Wagyu, no. But we're going to do steak and taters three different ways. We're gonna, that's what we're calling it. <laughs> uh, but we're going to do steak tartare with Parmesan truffled potato skins, and so on and so on. So it's going to be fun. Um, and, now, of wait, course, wait. bourbon and bacon. I'm glad you're doing American Wagyu, because quite frankly, can you imagine... You know, a little kid in Japan is in kindergarten, and they're doing, what does your dad do? My dad makes this. My dad does this. My dad's on the stock exchange. My dad massages the cows at a Wagyu plant. Oh, I, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, you know hey, well, here he's going to show us how. And so they bring in a cow, and he's like, feeding it beer. <clears throat> Listen, I, you know what? Give me a good corn-fed beef from the Midwest, baby. 
and that's as good as it gets. But anyway, I get it. I get it. I just don't want to pay, uh, you know, what is it, $60, $80 a pound for a cow to be massaged through its whole life before they... Kevin and his me. opinions. Well, if you don't like that one, we yeah. got another one. Well, I, I love the class okay. because you're going to have potatoes. But I'm Irish. You're familiar with Kevin Rathbun, right? Oh. Okay. KR Steak Bar is going to come into a class here on the 28th. Oh, wow. If you want to go to a great class, Kevin Rathbun. I've followed Kevin since he was a chef. At Nava? A rest- yeah, mm-hmm. from Nava. And I mm-hmm. followed him because when we reviewed his restaurant, we realized what a special chef he was. He's a great mentor as well. He's not just a great chef, right. but he really knows how to teach. And I was sitting in a cigar shop, which is the only vice I have in my life. Besides golf. Yeah. And the beach. And penguins. I didn't ask for a litany. <laughs> but I was sitting there where, when Chef Kevin came in and said, He's a cigar smoker. He and I were smoking cigars together and talking. He goes, yeah, I'm on hold for Ed Fisher. Mm. He said, I want him to invest in my new restaurant. He, I said, you'll break it out on your own? He goes, yeah, I think it's time. And so the first one of the first persons he talked to was Ed Fisher, mm-hmm. the big egg, the ultimate egg, the <laughs> man himself, the inventor and creator of the big green egg. So Kevin's been a huge fan. Yep. Of uh, Big Green Egg. We have he was an him. ambassador for a long time. Yes. Yep. But he was not a La, La Dame de Scoffier. He was not. Yeah. I'm just saying. That would have been a little weird. Female. Not today. So you know what? Ten years ago, it would have been weird. Today, so you, not so much. So, you know, you talked about, actually, that I got to be a Dom, but uh-huh. I don't know if everybody knows what La Dame de Scoffier is. So, Augustus Escoffier was a famous, the most famous French chef. Cookbooks are written... He came up with so much of what we base our cooking on today. And uh, there was no female powerhouse chef organization. And so the La Dames Escoffier was, was formed kind of to honor him. But it's a, it's a lot about philanthropy, too. It's a lot about scholarship for women that want to get into culinary and can't. Um, it's a lot about raising awareness in the community about farms and gardens and getting it to the table. Um, it's, 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 it's an extremely... Um, it's just it's a really great organization to see what they do in the community as well as it's like I said I mean it, it's the heavy hitters it's really some very very important wonderful movers and shakers on the female side which is not celebrated because we're such a small number compared to the male chefs out there so to have an organization called La Dame Escoffier and then to be part of it um, is, is really quite the honor so I can't wait to to jump in and dive in and, and be part well, of well Dom. Do. Uh, would you uh, like to share with our vast audience what you're preparing for us today? So By the way, it is National Pecan Sandy Day. Pecan Sandy? Yeah. Tell us what a pecan sandy is. It's a cookie. No, I'm, well, it's a cookie by Keebler. Did you really say? Oh, that's yes. Cute. Okay. All right. So go on. Tell us more. Well, it tastes like pecans. It's like a butter cookie almost with a pecan in the middle. That's the ones I ate. And what do you do with it? Well, I dunk mine in milk. Do you dunk it in milk? Oh, yeah. I like to dunk mine in milk, too. And also crumble it up on ice cream, too. Well, you could do that, but I I like the milk. Yep. Well, milk or ice cream, it both comes from the cow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a cow in there. Well, what you didn't mention is that this is our 4th of July episode. Yes. Well, I didn't want to say that quite yet, but... Well, you're asking me what I'm making, and it's directly related to that. Well, there you go. Our 4th of July show, so... Enjoy and tell us what you're going to do. I should do the, the Star Spangled, I'm not going to sing, but the 
That's my that's my version of fireworks. Mighty weak. All right, anyway. Boom! Now that's <laughs> oh, a firework. That's a Kevin firework. <laughs> that's right. a firework, baby. I guess I'm the sparkler <laughs> and he's the firework, right? Okay. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, when Artie sends me the bill for yep. the new electronic equipment. All right. So because we're doing the 4th of July, I'm doing barbecue chicken, and I'm going to do peach cobbler, and it's going to oh. be amazing. And I'm going to use Paula Dean's recipe because that's my mama's favorite peach cobbler recipe, and I love my mama, so I'm going to do her. I'm going to honor her by doing Paula's recipe. Well, we got today. a couple of great recipes for you that you'll have in plenty of time to share with your family and friends because, after all, the 4th of July is a celebration of the greatest country on earth, although Denmark's real close. Uh, <laughs> they um, – you know, but being an American is all about freedom, the freedom to choose, the freedom to do what you want to do, the freedom to be who you're going to be. And the 4th of July is our national celebration. So why not? Chicken and cobbler, baby. It's all about food. It's all about fun. It's all about a great celebration of a great country. Chef and a fat man taking it to the streets. Boom. On the 4th of July, right here on Chef and a Fat Man. Welcome, Welcome back, my folks. Couldn't resist. Just because you're a, da- a dom <laughs> a now dom. doesn't mean you can hog my microphone time. All right, <laughs> settle down, chef. Anyway, welcome back, my friends. We're chef and a fat man, the blue collar chefs. Welcome, new folks that just come in. I'll tell you, very handsome family, I might add. And uh, anyway, when we last left you, you found all the wonderful tales and everything that we were doing. Uh, uh, the couple of weeks we were off for the holidays, and by the way, just a reminder, we'll be taking a couple more weeks off for the holidays because it's all about family. It's all about free time, and uh, we don't get enough of it, and our families don't get enough of us, except my wife. <laughs> she gets more than enough of me. But anyway, I wanted to say that, of course, in order for this show to really work, we have to have tremendous volunteers, and we have the best. Chef Amanda, uh, Dom Amanda, has created the greatest force de volunteer uh, in the world, and today a very special uh, couple are here. Um, <clears throat> the last name makes them extraordinarily special. They are Karen and Tim Jenkins, a volunteer extraordinaire. That's Tim. He's the one with the shorter hair. <laughs> and uh, Karen Jenkins, it's just so happens that my wife's name is Karen Jenkins. So when I, so I got to be careful who I yell at. <laughs> Make sure I get the right one. And of course, he is a rock. He is the stability of all stabilities. He is Bill Trimble. Bill has been with us almost every show. And Bill's out there on the egg as we speak. So volunteers, we thank you very much. And anytime you come to a show, you meet the volunteers and see what really, really they do. And it's an extraordinary amount of work. So with that being said, Chef Amanda, yep. you know what? I've always been a guy who stayed away from anything fattening. Um, no laughs. That's a joke. No. I was going to say no fat, no fun. Yeah. All right, keep going. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's called Chef and a Fat Man, That's and I'm right. not the chef. Right. Okay, <laughs> just, just going to say that. But anyway, I have a kind of a sweet tooth. Uh-huh. Fortunately, we, we, we're here to fix that. All right, anyway, there's a noise in the background. But anyway... Um, so why don't we start with dessert first? Let's do that. So what have you got in store for us today? What we're doing is we're going to make a peach cobbler. And mm. we're from Georgia, and I, I happen, my mom happens to really love Paula Dean. I do too. And we're going to do Paula Dean's recipe. 
and the key to this recipe is really if you're not a great baker and I'm strong at cooking but baking is not where my strength lies and so I tend to take the the easier road and I'll just be honest about that can you know to keep it kind of simple and I love this recipe because it's just a couple of easy steps it's peaches okay get some great fresh peaches the key to doing that is make sure that they are pretty ripe. Not overripe, but don't get the hard ones. You want to be able to get the pit out, okay? You don't want that stone stuck in there. Um, And cut them up, mix it with a little bit of sugar and butter, and cook it down. That is the hardest part of this whole recipe. The second key to it is you've got to have self-rising flour. That's really important. If you don't have self-rising flour, do regular flour, but be sure to add a little bit of baking soda, I mean baking powder to it. That way it'll puff it up, okay? And then you also need, so you're going to mix sugar and flour together and then add milk. And you can add milk by some girls stir, some girls whisk. I like to whisk. But you don't want to incorporate it too much. You just want to make sure that it's getting like a batter. So don't whisk it This isn't television. So when you're doing like this. I'm moving my, I'm whisking my body. Yes, her whole body is into the whisking. You know, I just, (laughs) I want that visual embedded in your cranium. That's right. See that cranium, I... Uh, well, my wife you. got me hooked on phonics for Christmas. Yeah. I'm now up to six multisyllabic words. Are you? Yes. That's very impressive. Very impressive. But I'm not a dom. You're not a dom. No. Well, that's okay. Cause I'm, so anyway, this I'm is a great really recipe. Good. This is pretty this is. pretty basic. Yeah. So it's one cup of sugar, um, and that you mix that with the peaches, okay, like we said. Let that cook down while you're getting the other things ready. Then you're going to mix self-rising flour with some sugar. And then add some milk to it. And just add a little bit of milk at a time. And you can whisk or you can stir. Meanwhile, whatever container you're going to cook this peach cobbler in, we're doing it in a Dutch oven. You want to put some butter, one stick of butter, in that pan or pot and go ahead and melt it in that pot. And it's best to just keep it in that and keep it simple for the cleanup. And then after the butter's melted, then you want to pour the batter into it. Don't stir it. Just add it in. And then you want to carefully spoon the peaches on top. Don't, after you've added the peaches, don't stir the peaches. You want the batter to rise up over the top of it. Yes, sir. Now, how thick should your batter be? A little, it's going to be very similar to pancake batter, but a little bit runnier. Like, you know, not really thick. A loose pancake batter. A loose pancake batter, yep. That's what you're going to do. And the peaches will float on top of the loose pancake? Not pan? well. In the beginning, they will. And then as it cooks, the peaches will go to the bottom, and the batter will rise up over the top, and it will be tasty and delicious. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just wait till you see it. It's on the egg right now. Now, let me ask you uh, the temperature you would want to cook it at? 350 for 30 to 45 minutes. How did I know? Is there anything in the baking world that isn't freaking 350 degrees? It seems I can't, to be the norm. I mean... Oh, let's do uh, rye bread. What temperature? 350. Uh, let's do bagels. What? 350. Uh, how about cobbler? 350. Cookies? 350. I mean, they say it's so complicated, yet everything's 350. It's a safe ground. 350 yeah. is a safe ground. And, of course, on the egg. So if you're going to do it on the egg, you want to do indirect heat, which means you yeah. want to put the piece in called the convector, and the convector turns it from a grill to an oven. And the times that you want to use it as an oven or as, you know, with not doing a grill is anytime you're cooking something longer than 20 minutes or whatever you're cooking is thicker than two inches. 
because if you don't, then you're going to end up burning your food. So we're going to bake this cobbler like, in, in, like we would bake it in the oven. And so we're going to use the convector indirect heat 350 for 30 to 45 minutes. Now, one of the things, too, that many people have started using, my friend Kenny in the back would relate to this. Hey, it's a copper tea. You know, the, uh, like the, the mm-hmm. tea, tea bars for mm-hmm. copper pipes. Take one of those teas mm-hmm. or several of them, put them on the, the convector, mm-hmm. then set your pot or your pan on top of that so it's not touching the stone. Ergo, like that word, ergo, ergo, you're not burning anything. So if you're doing cookies, cakes, cobblers, you know, my doctor did that the other day. It's very scary. Here's but anyway. Thing. But you want to make sure that yes. the legs on the convector are legs up and not legs down. Because if you do the convector with the legs down, the heat and the fire is going to come very high up to the top. And you're going to end up burning what you're cooking. So you want to make sure that the legs are up and you've got some space between. Well, you're talking about the copper teas, so you're not yeah. going to have a lot of space. So, yeah. And, and if you don't, if you're, let's say you're cheap. And you don't want to spend five bucks on copper teas. You can take aluminum, aluminum foil, oil. roll it up into balls. That's good for pizza, too. Yeah, and you can just lay them on there and lay your pan on top of it. But here's the challenge. Okay, how many people out there can roll aluminum balls the same size? I can, because I've been practicing. Taste of Atlanta, we did 1,200 pieces of pizza. You don't ever want to make pizza for that many people <laughs> in the humidity, because when it gets onto the pizza peel, guess what? It ain't coming off. You were like, we got them lined up like little soldiers trying to put them on the big green egg, and those suckers were sticking and sticking. Thank you very much. And so we decided, after day one, we decided we would get air bank pans from Target, put the pizza dough on that, and we used those aluminum balls. We did the, the baking stone. Then we made a triangle out of the ball. So we put a ball and a ball and a ball, and then put the air bake pan on top of that. The pizza came out perfect every time because we had no we had no room for error when we're cook- when you're cooking for a crowd like that. They're lining up, and if you say, "I'm so sorry, I just screwed up the pizza," well, there's twelve servings. They're gone, and they they're cranky people. They want. Oh to yeah, eat. oh I'll tell you, you never <laughs> want to cook for a food festival because when people pay, you know, if they pay forty, fifty, sixty bucks to come in. They automatically feel like they got to get 180 to 240 dollars worth of something out of it, you know. And it's uh, it's really uh, it's really I mean I've been there and done that, and they come even when it's free, even when we're just there to do a show, they are cranky and ornery. So uh, anyway, now let me ask you this: now let's say there are some people, heathens though they may be, that don't like peaches. What could you use other fruits? Sure. Now you uh, could do a blackberry cobbler. You could do a mango cobbler. Kind of. Why do you always get back to the Caribbean or down in my roots? I know. But how about blueberry? Yes, blueberry for sure. Even cherry. You could do a cherry cobbler. Yes, but cherries now cherries are just coming into season. About the end of July is when they're the best, and uh, because you know, like two weeks ago they were six ninety nine a pound. Now they're down to four ninety nine a pound, and even so, like you buy a bag of cherries, you're going to spend twelve dollars because I just did that two days ago. Like the, it, it's so misleading. Oh, it's four ninety nine a pound, and then it's like you know the bag is three pounds. three pounds, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or at least my bags are three pounds. Like I'm not eating one or two cherries. It's like the latest. The only chips. problem I don't like about cooking with cherries, yep, 
is the pitch. pitch. So let me tell you how you fix that. You get yourself an empty Coke bottle, or in your case, maybe a beer bottle. And a straw. And then you put the cherry on the top, and you take a straw, and you push the straw through it, and the pit drops to the bottom, and you've just pitted your cherry. And if you've got grandkids or kids, boy, that'll keep them busy for a while. So it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a great know, activity, too. <laughs> that's, what, that's an idea you do for people who want to entertain kids and, you know, go through all that work. I did not get the moniker the fat man by doing extra labor. I find <laughs> extra labor to be horrible. So I have a cherry pitter. It oh. is a device that you put the cherry in it, you press down on it, it pushes it out, you flip it over. You're so so you don't have to it's it's easier, it's faster, and it's less physical effort. Which I find to be uh most pleasant. Now when we come back now, and, and with blueberries, I have blueberries because all I have to do is just throw them in a pan, you know. And you, now would you macerate your your cherries or strawberries yes. or your other fruit? Yes, yes. Okay. Add a little sugar. Yep, you bet. Yep. yep. And, uh, mash them or just whole? I like No, whole. I like whole. And yeah. you could do frozen. But what you would want to do with frozen is you really would let them thaw out and then make sure that you put them in a colander and get that water out because you don't want it to. And then you're going to add some sugar, and then that'll that'll take care of it, make it a little syrup. And one of the nice things about now is blueberries are in season around mm-hmm. here. You can go to pick your own blueberry places and yep. all kinds of stuff like that. My friends here on Chef and the Fat Man, the Blue Collar Chefs, we are full of it. Yes. When it comes to information that you need to know to make your culinary experiences that much more exciting. Today, we are with our beloved chef, Amanda, the dom that she is, La Dame de Scoffier's newest and greatest addition and we are celebrating at Le Cordon Green. Of course, it is the Big Green Egg Culinary Center. The, the ultimate cooking experience. Very good. I was I was going to turn. I was just getting ready to jump on you for not saying, but you did. Anyway, we are here today because this is the um, the Rome of the ancient world to the culinary world. We are the mecca. We are the stone. We are the big to do here at the corporate headquarters at Big Green Egg. And after all, my friends. The Big Green Egg, the ultimate Ultimate cooking cooking experience. experience. And you know what, my friends? If you're not using the Big Green Egg, baby, you're just heating meat. Welcome back, my friends. Chef and a Fat Man live from Le Cordon Green, celebrating the 4th of July the way we should. Um, I always like to mention the 4th of July. You know, you look at our Constitution and everything that the Constitution grants us as citizens of this country. And you realize that when Thomas Jefferson was really forced into writing the Constitution, or, you know, writing the document itself, you had to be amazed at what these men went through. These men who borrowed ideas from philosophers all over the world to create a new government that had never been tried before. And they did it in such a beautiful way that 250 years later, we've only had 27 amendments. That's an amazing thing. These men sat in rooms without air conditioning in the heat of the summer in those heavy clothes and fought for hours over where to place a comma in the Constitution because one comma could change the meaning 250 years later. That's what makes this day a celebration of our country. And what does Chef Amanda do? Two things near and dear to an American's heart, chicken and cobbler, baby, especially in the South. That's so right. So now we're going to do 
chicken. We're going to do barbecue chicken because barbecue chicken is an all-time favorite for the 4th of July. It's also an all-time favorite on the egg. And so what we've done today is selected bone-in chicken breasts. Now, let me talk for a second about chicken and chicken breasts. Whenever you guys go to get your chicken, try to get, just like you choose the best cut of meat that you can afford, you should do the same when it comes to your poultry, okay? Try to get organic. Try to get cage-free. It does make a big difference, you know? I saw a package of chicken today, and it actually said injected with chicken broth and sodium and all All the good stuff. Well, I mean, you know, they're not supposed to be the size of a turkey breast. You know what I'm saying? So get get yourself some good chicken. Your body will respond better. It'll taste better. It'll be juicier. Get, get get good chicken. Okay? Now, may I throw in a plug for a dear friend of mine? Sure, you may. He works for who I consider to be the greatest chicken company around, and he happens to have a big plant up near my cigar store that I attend on a regular basis, uh, Tyson. Mm-hmm. Tyson Chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have been tremendous uh, when we were doing some fundraisers for our Gold Star families. They donated 250 pounds of chicken. Um, when we were working with uh, John Rife's campaign, That's they contributed. But the quality of the chicken and the the way in which they maintain their chickens, I had no idea till till my good friend Lance. So if you get Tyson chicken, you're going to be good. Yeah, good to go. So we got the chicken breast, and get the one with the skin on. That's what we're using today. Um, and I'm going to do a two-part on the egg when it comes to the egg portion. And we've already kind of got a little jump start on that. So um, I put a little bit of oil and some salt and pepper on the chicken. And we're going to go outside into a hot grill because we are lucky enough at the Big Green Egg to have more than one. But I wanted to get a, some char marks on the skin and on the chicken first just to kind of, like, get it going. And then we moved it to an indirect egg. With the, um, with the bone side down. So it's just the breast up, and we're not going to flip it. We're just going to leave it and let it, co- you know, quote-unquote, bake in the oven or bake on the egg for about 30 to 40 minutes. And about halfway through, we are going to add some sauce and keep mopping it with that sauce. And I'm making the sauce right here right now. And uh, if you have not made homemade barbecue sauce before, this is something that is not difficult to do. You should not feel intimidated. There's a lot of great um, bottled barbecue sauces. Uh, and, you know, I work for Big Green Egg. I can say with confidence that Big Green Egg's barbecue sauces are pretty fantastic. But if you want to make your own, and sometimes you should just to play around with sauces and seasonings and spices, um, this is a good one. And this is not difficult. Um, so this is garlic cloves and butter that are cooked together. Uh, after that, we added a cup of Heinz ketchup. And it's got to be Heinz. I'm a Heinz girl yes. as opposed to Hunt's, so I really like Heinz. So I added a cup of Heinz um, ketchup and then one cup of, or sorry, a quarter cup of packed brown sugar. All right? So I added that after the, the garlic. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a What kind of brown sugar? Packed brown sugar. Packed? Packed. Packed. Yeah. Okay, I'm a sorry. A quarter cup packed brown sugar. Okay, packed brown yep. sugar. Uh, and then I added some chili sauce, and again, I suck with Heinz because I like their chili yes. sauce too. Added some chili sauce, um, some Worcestershire. Got to be Lee and Perrins because yes. we like Lee and Perrins. Kevin and I are agreement on that. And then some celery seed. That's kind of one of the secret to the special sauce ingredients there. Um, some yellow mustard. And then I'm, I like to add a little hot sauce. 
and everybody's kind of got their own hot sauce. At the moment, I happen to be in love with Cholula. Cholula hot sauce is, is my go-to at the moment. There are, I have a whole cabinet full to choose from. Choose what you like best, but the Cholula is pretty tasty. Um, and then a little bit of salt and just let, bring it to a boil. And then after you bring it to a boil, bring it, take it down to a simmer. Let that go for about 10 minutes. That's all it needs. And then turn it off. And that's it. And then, but go ahead and do that kind of earlier. If you're planning for your day for the 4th of July, go ahead and get that started about mid-afternoon before your guests arrive. That way the, time, the flavors have time to bloom and come together. And then you can baste your chicken. I love blooming flavors. Don't you love Just that? Blooms. Bloom. But may I make a toss in a note here? Because mm. <clears throat> I'm always quick on the notes. When you have a squirt bottle for sauce, do me a favor. You know, because when you have a party, everybody want, wants extra sauce to squirt on their chicken, their meat, whatever. <clears throat> Make sure that the ingredients can fit through the squirt can bottle. Can fit through the squirt <laughs> bottle. Okay? Because <laughs> I won't say that this happened to me. Of course not. And mine. But we are at a very, fam- we are at a very famous place up in Dahlonega, for those of you who are from, uh, was it LJ? LJ. Thank you for correcting me. Anyway. We get there, a very famous barbecue place, and he makes his own sauce. So I got sauce. the bottle, and I went to squirt some on there. And the ingredient, one of the ingredients was, so I gave it an extra squeeze, and all of a sudden it goes, poof. Oh. And I hear, oh. And I look up, and my wife's white sweatshirt was now covered oh, no. in barbecue sauce. Oh. It, was a, it was a riotously funny thing. But at the time, I had to, let's say, temper my laughter because I'm like, don't you laugh. (laughs) It was so. I'm just telling you, whatever your ingredients are, snip the top of the cheap plastic bottle to make sure all the ingredients will fit through to prevent that from happening. It was the second mistake I made in my life. Oh, and what was the first? I won't say. All right. I anyway, you. I just thought I'd share that little story with you because it happened. Thanks for sharing. Hey. So let's talk about your 4th of July. Yes. And, and what do you, how do you normally celebrate? Because I know how incredibly patriotic you are. You've already talked about it a little bit. But is there anything special, any customs? You know what's have? kind of funny is I, I try to, in the uh, wee moments when there's not a lot of confusion, a lot of people around, I, I take a minute to read the Declaration. Mm-hmm. And then read the Constitution. Every year, just to remind me and refresh in my memories. And occasionally, I'll toss in a couple articles from the um, Federalist Papers. And what's your takeaway? What's the one thing when you read the Constitution? I mean, what, what is, or any of them, what is the one thing that kind of really strikes you every time with pride? and? Uh, I, I think the thing that comes to mind first when I, when I think of the Constitution is it, if you want to get me fired up, Tell me that it was written by some old white guys that didn't understand what the real world real world was all about. Mm-hmm. That will fire me up because in reading the Constitution and reading the Federalist Papers and reading the uh, like John Block and De Montesquieu and Aristotle, all these great minds came together with these humble, somewhat. But they all had a dream 
a dream to make one country and one government that was of the people, by the people, and for the people, which was totally against any government that had been out there before. Therefore, it was really a... I don't know how you say it. It was really a... I mean, here you fought a bloody revolution. You get your freedom. Now what? And these guys, many lost their fortunes. Many lost families. Many... They didn't care. They came together, fought like cats and dogs, but for the right reasons. To see them put this whole thing together from the beautiful declaration that led to the separation to the Constitution itself, the amazing detail, the amazing way they set up this government with with nothing but taking and borrowing from English common law, to great societies and great cultures from before, put it all together to make this thing work, to take it from nothing to the greatest country on earth, the greatest beacon of freedom. That's what I take away from it. But that's just me. But the 4th of July is great. It's a great time to go out and celebrate, go see fireworks. Like, we have, a, we have some friends in the back there, Kenny and Chris, the Fraternal Order of Police up and coming do an amazing, amazing celebration where they actually have their lodge right behind where the fireworks are shot off and coming. So you can sit out there, eat great barbecue if you're invited. <coughs> and uh, you get to see, eat great barbecue, sit there and watch the fireworks almost over your head. It's really quite amazing. But whether you're celebrating there or like some going down to Mexico Beach or you sit on the beach and you've got a massive fireworks display on the beach because everybody, it's legal. Everybody buys thousands of dollars worth of fireworks and tries to outdo everybody else. So you got this massive fireworks display on the beach, and you get Panama City Beach's fireworks, you get Mexico Beach's fireworks, and you get uh, Apalachicola's fireworks. You can see them all from there. So you get all these fireworks displays and 50,000 people on the beach. <laughs> and then what I do is I bring a surround sound, mm-hmm. and I do a uh, the Chicago... Up in Chicago, they do the uh, Chicago Symphony does 4th of July. Uh, they do the uh, 1812 Overture, and they play it during the fireworks. So what I'll do is it's about at the same time. I'll crank it up, and you'll hear the 1812 Overture as the fireworks are exploding overhead with the cannons and everything. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. So Now, what do you do for 4th of July? Um, well, you know, my 4th of July is a little bit different or or, or – than I think most because my husband is Portuguese. And so um, the fact that my husband is an immigrant, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, we really reflect on what it means to be able to live here, what it means to be able to be free because Portugal had dictatorship. And it was was very interesting when I lived there to see – I was teaching English as a foreign language when I lived there to to businesses, and – when I would try to engage them in conversational English, I would ask them things like, if you could go anywhere, where would you want to go? If you could do anything, what would you want to do? If you could eat anything, like I'm trying to engage them. And they had no dreams. They were flat. And I couldn't figure out what, like, what was going on. Like, all of them were like that. So I talked to another expat friend of mine, an American who was there, and I said, I'm really having a hard time. I don't understand. And she said, because they weren't allowed to dream. They weren't allowed to the freedom that you have until 
Obviously, now they, they do, but it takes three generations to change the mindset, okay? My husband's in generation number two, so the kids right now are starting to learn that they can dream and stuff, and that really resonated with me, and so when we're here and we talk about the politics and hotspots, and I know immigration's a big thing, but I can tell you that we've been through that immigration process, and we are proud to live here. We are honored to be able to make choices any choice we want, any time we want, because there are so many places in the world that you cannot do that. And so, um, really, when it comes to 4th of July, we, I say, what do you want to do today? And my husband will say, whatever we want. And so we kind of come up with something because we, we, we celebrate the freedom. Obviously, fireworks are usually involved um, because we go out and we have a good time, but we usually do something that we've not done before in, in a brand new experience because we have the freedom to do so. That is very that is very touching, and I'm I'm sure many people who are listening to the cooking show are probably wondering why are they pontificating about this because it's one time a year and it's our show. Yeah, it's our country, it's our freedom. If you don't if you don't like it, turn it off. But America I guarantee if you do, yeah, I guarantee if you do, you'll miss out on great recipes like your incredible barbecue sauce. Yes, yes. And we'll talk a little bit more about barbecue sauce when we come back. It's all about food. It's all about fun. It's all about freedom, baby, because we got it right here on Chef and the Fat Man, the Blue Collar Chef, 4th of July. Have fun. Eat. Drink safely. Safely. And stay right here with Chef and the Fat Man, because if you do, you will be just a whole lot better off, baby. Welcome back, my friends. Thanks for not jumping all over there. Uh, thanks, uh, LaDame. Anyway, welcome back, my friends, Chef and the Fat Man Live from Le Cordon Green. And by the way, you know, when I was talking about the great country that we have here, I want to I give a shout-out to our friends from Denmark. There's a couple here from Denmark, and they have a magnificent country that was absolutely incredibly polite to these American tourists. The only downside I could see... Well, let's put it this way. They have the, that's the home of the 10-minute beer. It is the most incredible beer I've ever had in my life, and I have done. Because it only lasts 10 minutes? And the happiest people, well, I don't know if they're the happiest because if you get caught in the bicycle lane, oh, yeah, you don't want to, their bicycle lanes in, in Denmark are more dangerous than the car lanes because, and they're happy because it's a beautiful country. They enjoy a lot of freedoms. They are beautiful to, to guests. When you come into their country, they welcome you. But if you're going to go over there and and start complaining about things that you're used to having in your country that isn't there, you're going to have a miserable time because they're not going to like you. Who would? But if you go over there with the understanding that you're getting a really unique opportunity to go to an amazing country with the happiest people on earth, you will find them to be the most engaging. If you show interest, if you show love, you'll get two times the love back. And when you're in a bar, <laughs> I was showing a lot of love, baby. <laughs> but no, it's a 10-minute beer. It literally takes 10 minutes to pour it. When the gentleman at the bar said, I'm famous for this, a 10-minute beer, I said, there's no such thing. Depends on how big it is. If it's a, if it's a liter, it might be 10 minutes. Anything less than that takes to pour. The head on the beer is about six to eight inches of pure cream. It's like the most, you could take a spoon 
and scoop it out and eat it to get to the beer. But it takes 10 minutes to pour it. So they tell you, buy another beer, and in 10 minutes, your beer will be ready. That's why they're so happy. They drink twice, <laughs> drinking once. It's a beautiful thing. But no, a shout out to our group. To, to this wonderful couple that's here from, uh, from Denmark because it truly is an amazing country. Very arts-driven and very beautiful, and the people could not have been nicer. So anyway, now when we last left you, Chef, you had your barbecue sauce, and you would, you know, but here's another thing. If you think that you, listen, I know if you've got a Weber, you've got a bunch of these other grills, yeah, there's not much, not much imagination because you're just heating meat or heating vegetables. But what are some things that you like to do at the holidays during the summer, especially with the plethora of summer veg? What are some of the things you could recommend to our listeners that they could do on their big green egg? You know, I don't think that carrots, grilled carrots, get the kudos that they deserve. Oh, and I yeah. say this because we just did some grilled carrots and we did we did carrots three different ways. So we got some golden carrots as well as some orange carrots and uh, we parboiled them and then we stuck them right on the embers, right on the fire and got them nice and charred black and then cut them open so you could see the inside when we went to serve them. Super good. We took the tops of the carrots and we made a pesto out of that. And then with the, um, the yellow carrots, we took that and mixed it. After we steamed them, we mixed it with coconut milk and made like a soup. And it was, it was great. So that roasted carrot right now is on my mind. So that's a big thing for me. But, you know, zucchini, potatoes, um, what's a corn? Gosh, there are so many great ways to do corn right now. Corn on the cob. And, you know, Kevin's a huge fan of mayonnaise. So here's what you can do for your 4th of July corn, all right? Grill your corn, slather it in mayonnaise, but take some of that mayonnaise and mix it with either some feta cheese or some Mexican cotilla cheese. Mix those two together and then slather it. And then go get yourself some pork rinds and cook up some bacon and grind them together in your blender and roll that bacon and mayonnaise in those pork rinds. Oh, man. And, baby, you got a, you got corn like you've never seen. Oh, man. So, That's a beautiful you thing. I mean, you're bringing tears to my eyes with that. You could also bacon wrap an onion ring. You know, we, we Not just any onion. Vidalia sweet onion rings. Real sweet Vidalia onions because if it doesn't say real sweet. It ain't. That's right. And you're also eating just an onion. <laughs> but if you eat a real sweet onion, it has scientifically been proven to be the sweetest onion on earth. Real sweet are so sweet that I actually took an onion ring, dipped it in chocolate, Ooh. and served it at one of my cooking demos, like we'll be doing in Columbia, South Carolina here, uh, the 20th and 21st, I believe, of July, the 19th and the 20th. Anyway, I dipped it in chocolate, and I cut it up, and I laid it out there, and I said, hey... Who likes chocolate, everybody? I do, I do. And they pick it up and they ate it. I didn't tell them it was a raw onion in there. Okay? <laughs> Kevin. But they ate it and they go, man, this is really good. I said, what? Is it bitter? No, it's sweet. No, baby, it's real sweet. Because <laughs> you're eating a chocolate-covered onion. They couldn't believe it. It's that sweet. So, 
the sweets for the sweet, <laughs> la dame. Well, you know, in addition to that, some of the other things that you could do for the 4th of July is, Kevin, you were sharing with me earlier about this amazing pork tenderloin that you did. Ah. So if for those of you that like doing pork tenderloin, Kevin has a new way that will make you sit up and pay attention. Yes. I, I looked at the price of the tenderloin at $15 for two pounds, and I looked at the price of the pork loin, four and a half pounds for $7.92. The fat man didn't get fat by wasting money. <laughs> okay? So what I did was I bought the pork loin. Now, I took that pork loin, rinsed it, dried it, patted it dry, then I took mayonnaise and slathered it all over the pork loin. Then I took my favorite rub, Chef the Fat Man Zesty Love Rub. I coated it real well in that. Then I took strips of extra thick bacon or thick bacon and wrapped it around, wrapped it around, all the way around. And then, if you want to get creative, splash a little maple syrup. I put it on a rotisserie. I can't talk about that, but I'm just, or you could just put it in your V-rack. Two hours, 375 degrees, one, I go 150 internal. <laughs> now, was it a pork tenderloin or a pork loin? Pork loin. A big one, okay. A big one. Yeah, yeah just I don't, I don't want those little weenie tenderloins and like <laughs> that. I, I don't want medallions, I want slabs of meat. <laughs> let me tell you something. I cut that, I let it rest for about 20 minutes. Your kitchen becomes this, this, this unbelievable smell of smoke and pork and bacon. Huh. Then you cut it and you could wring it out because the mayonnaise helps seal in the juices. And then the bacon adds a little flavor to it. And the mayonnaise holds your rub, whatever rub you want to put on it, whatever spices, it holds it on there. So you get, you get this wonderful taste of the spice. The meat is extremely juicy. The bacon, you slice it with the pieces of bacon on there. Oh, man. Try it. It's not hard to do. And there's something that's coming out that is very, very cool. Don't do what I did. When I wrapped the bacon, I went to get the toothpicks. Uh, <laughs> no toothpicks. So what I did was I just took out the butcher's twine. And, eh. There is a new product coming out. It's called the, the Tapper or the pin, and it looks like a, a nail with a washer on it, but it's stainless steel, and it's much nicer than that. But you buy them by the dozen, and you can sit there and wrap your pork and just shut it down that way. You and I are going to talk about that, Kenny. Hey, maybe we can come up with something from uh, – but stainless steel, and what you do is you poke that in there, holds the bacon. That was my only problem was I wasn't holding the bacon. But – I just checked it more than I needed to. I stuffed it under the ropes. It was fine. So there are some ideas for you. Wait, I got one more. All right. All right. So it's 4th of July, and I didn't do apple pie. We did peach cobbler, but apple pie is as American as it gets. So what you could also do if you did a pork tenderloin, not a pork loin, is go get yourself some apple butter and spread that all over your pork tenderloin. And then wrap that in bacon and then spread some more apple butter on top and put that on your egg. It, that apple and bacon, I mean, and the pork, it all goes really well together, too. That's a third idea for you. 
it's pretty All tasty. these recipes that you heard here today, you can find on chefandafatman.com. I'm very excited to announce the official launch of chefandafatman.com part de. Part de. Yeah, it is, uh, it is my dream, and it has been for 18 years that we've been on the air, that we would come up with a website that would be totally interactive. You can go and get every show. You can, the show will play all the way through without you having to click and start and click and start. Which is what it used to do. Which is what the technology was. Plus, all the recipes will be there for you. So, Chef Amanda's recipes, I'm even going to throw up the one about the, the Chef and the Fat Man love loin, or the love roast, the I call love it. love loin? The, oh, the, my God. <laughs> We're family friendly now. I, I know. See, <laughs> now, only you would think that way. No, I bet I wasn't the but, only But one. anyway, <laughs> if you use a pork tenderloin, it would be the love loin. But anyway, we are going to have those recipes. So, you will not only be able to hear the show, get the recipes, but you will be able to follow us on all of our adventures. Uh... We're, we're going to have Ladam make her first official big-time appearance at Corbin, Kentucky yep. in, uh, at the end of September. She will be there for the Corbin Egg Fest. You want to talk about love, the people in Corbin, Kentucky. You'll be able to go to our website and see it as it's happening. When we went to Cuba, picture of Havana, a countdown clock, the whole nine yards. So you're going to be able to see all that. Pictures, recipes, shows. Articles that we've written, things that we've seen, all that under one site, and coming soon, a products page. So there we go. Of course, we couldn't have done this show without the tremendous staff that we have here today. So many people to thank. To the Big Green Egg Culinary Center, La Dame Amanda Egidio <laughs> is the one in charge. We Just thank you. Did I get it right? That this one day. After that, it'll be dumb, Amanda, not dumb, Amanda. No, you will always be dumb. <laughs> Dom important to me. Oh. To the keeper of the dial, she who must be, be obeyed. obeyed. Karen Jenkins, and of course the amazing volunteers. I remember which, Karen Jenkins. We have stole my Karen thunder. Oh, I'm so sorry. All right, to the Jenkins family, <laughs> Karen and Tim, to their wonderful family from Copenhagen or from Denmark. I'm sorry, I always think Copenhagen. You know, yeah, you know, New York, United States. Hey, hey. anyway. We'd like to thank Karen and Tim Jenkins and Bill Trimble for his always. These people are amazing. The volunteers are so critical. Chef of the Fat Man of Blue Collar Chefs have been presented by The Big Green Egg, the ultimate, ultimate cooking, cooking experience, experience. and by Real Sweet Onions by Schumann Produce. Remember, my friends, if it doesn't say Karen. Real Sweet on the bag or the tag, it ain't. It ain't. It ain't. Boy, you were close. You were close to missing out, but you got in there. I am your fat but jovial host, Kevin Jenkins, reminding you as we do each and every week to remember our troops and our first responders. They are the reasons we continue to enjoy the freedoms long and past the 4th of July. We enjoy so much. The price of freedom is never free. As we cool down the mobile burners here at La Cordon Green, Hello. we'd like to give you this one last salutation. God bless you and your family. God bless America. And God willing, we'll see you next week right here on Chef and the Fat Man, baby, taking it out to the course. Whoosh.